Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Founder of the multi-award winning prestige skincare brand Glam Glow, Shannon Nuquez began her journey in search of the perfect skincare product for a few friends in Hollywood. And since then, Glam Glow has taken the world by storm and is now globally recognized for its fast acting and innovative skincare staples. A story you don't want to miss. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to help and hopefully inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's delightful to introduce you our guest for today, Shannon Nuquez. Glam Glow is an award-winning skincare range, best known for its mud-based products that give an instant Hollywood glow. And I'm so excited to sit down today with the brand's founder, Shannon Nuquez, and discuss how she created such an iconic brand without really any prior experience in beauty or business. And one of the things I admire most about Shannon is her commitment to formulating Glam Glow products with the best possible ingredients for the exact results she wants something that really resonates with me for Fable and Maine as well. And I cannot wait to learn more about everything from the Hollywood story that sparked the beginning of Glam Glow to Shannon's most memorable moments along the journey. So Shannon, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I love the statement being collaborative and not competition because we're all in this together and to support one another is so important. I'm into that. And thank you for bringing that up because it is pretty much the most important message I'm trying to get across. So I love that. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. But Shannon, I kind of always start with the same question and um, it's a very important question. In a nutshell, can you just explain to the listeners and in a brief, in, if you can, in a brief statement or two, who is Shannon? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, who is Shannon? Well, Shannon today is much different than Shannon, you know, years ago. I think today I'm strong, confident. Um, I'm dedicated, hardworking. You know, family is super important to me. Um, but making a mark in an industry is really one of the things I'm I'm known for. But I think that would maybe sum me up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be so much more as well, which we're going to get straight into, but that was a beautiful um, synthesis. Um, So, you know, I I really am curious as I've loved your brand for ever since I um, heard about it. I also, I don't know if you know, but I used to work in Estee Lauder companies. Um, So that was my first ever job. And I remember um, always using my my softest scan and getting all the Glam Glow products and uh, all the cool collaborations you did. It's just an incredible brand. But I would love to know a little bit prior to Glam Glow, just kind of your early beginnings and what kind of, what were you up to before Glam Glow started? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, is really interesting is that I was never an entrepreneur. I didn't ever aspire to be an entrepreneur. I was very 
corporate growing up. I, you know, lived a modest life, single mom, not me, but my mom was a single mom. Um, and, you know, I started working and, and, you know, in school and wasn't sure what I wanted to do and really didn't want to go to college. I, I really wasn't confident in my youth. And I think that's one of the things that I would probably tell my, my younger self is just to be more confident. But um, I started working in the legal profession and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a lawyer. It sounded like something I wanted to do, um, but didn't want to really go through all of that schooling, pay all of that money without really knowing if that was what I wanted. So I started out as a receptionist in the law office and then became kind of in love with that environment and then started figuring out what I want to do from there moved up to be a legal assistant, then went and took some paralegal courses and then became a paralegal and did that for, for many, many years. And I was very much a corporate employee, you know, dedicated, hardworking. Um, but if you would have asked me back then, if I would have been here today, I would have, uh, there would be no way <laughs> because I think I wasn't confident enough in myself and my abilities. And, but it's actually really fascinating to see how that initial kind of step into the, like the entrepreneurship world. And when you create something, your own little baby in business, how you really fall in love with it, right? It's just something that when you're like, well, I can't believe I didn't like aspire to be this because now your journey today, I'm sure you'll never go back into maybe certain careers. You'll always want to be a builder of something. Am I correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. So the the lawyer that I worked with for about seven or eight years before starting Glamglow, and actually I worked for him when I was actually starting Glamglow, um, he now, you know, works for us and does legal stuff for us. And he's always like, you know, I still can't replace you. Can you please come back? And just thinking about going back in that environment. And, you know, even though I, I loved everybody that I worked for, it's just so different to own something yourself be super passionate and excited about it and just be able to create something um, and then hear from people that use what you've created and, and hear them say, you've changed my skin. The emotions that you know a product brings to them is something that is so rewarding. Um, and especially for me, not coming from the industry, I was never into beauty. It was one of the things that, you know, I didn't take great care of my skin. My mom worked for Chanel actually. So you would have thought that I had, you know, all these amazing products. But I really, it just wasn't me. You know, I barely wore any makeup. I mean, that's just, that, that was who I was. Uh, so the transition into beauty was, was really different f for me. But it, it's something that I can't even imagine my life without. Right? I can imagine. And, and I know, um, like, I've had a few founders on the podcast where they kind of refer to themselves as accidental entrepreneurs. But I think when you really go to the source of why the brand came to be, it's, they're actually some of the best entrepreneurs today because it didn't come from a, bit, a, a point of I'm here to make profit or to make money. It's really, there's a reason to create this product. And for me, I heard, I read about it online, but there's an amazing story about certain celebrity. And I would love for you to explain like just how that journey of Glamglow began with this individual. Yeah, exactly. And I love that like accidental entrepreneur because really, really it is. But those are, to your point, those are some of the best ideas that they come by by accident, really. Um, yeah. So my co-founder and I, we happened to be uh, at a party in the Hollywood Hills. We lived in the Hollywood Hills. Um, it was my husband at the time. Um, and, you know, we knew a lot of actors and people just in the entertainment industry. So we were at this party and there was a big A-list actor amongst other people. And the conversation came up just about skincare. Um, and this particular actor was asking, you know, is there something that I can use to get my skin camera ready? I'm doing a lot of traveling. I'm up late at night, lots of scripts, you know, and my skin is really suffering. I'm getting older. Uh, and it was a male and he, you know, uh, he really was looking for something and everybody started talking and there was really nothing that anybody used that kind of did all of these things that he was talking about. He really wanted something that worked fast and quick and instantly. Um, and again, you know, there really wasn't, everybody was kind of like, Hmm, I don't, I don't really know. So I said, well, my mom works for Chanel. And I thought, you know, Chanel has got to sell something. And again, I really wasn't into beauty. So I knew nothing. My co-founder, uh, knew a lot of doctors and estheticians and he thought, you know, I'm sure I could get you something. So we kind of finished the party. We left. We went away, made a few phone calls. Of course, I called my mom first thing and she said, no, you know, you can use, you know, X, Y, and Z. And over 30 days, you see this difference in your skin. And it was like, no, no, no. He wants something really fast and to do like, you know, five different things at once. 
Um, and she was like, well, I, you know, I don't know anything. And my co-founder went to some doctors and estheticians and they said, yes, we have all of these amazing products, but he has to come in. You know, they're very medical grade. They're not things we can take, you know, for someone to use at home. Uh, we have to apply them and, you know, high potency acids and peels and various things. So that really wasn't, you know, what he was looking for. And we thought, hmm, you know, we can't really go back to him and say, we didn't find you anything. So we started looking online at retailers and going into stores and really looking for a product that talked about kind of multifunctional results, but quickly, instantly, and you just like, you see the results. And again, there really wasn't anything at that time that talked about a multitude of things and instant results. So we thought, well, there's got to be a way to create something. So my research paralegal background kind of inspired me and I started researching just different ingredients and not with the intention of creating a product to sell or to have a business, but more just for the fun of it. And like, we're doing it for this person and maybe we could like figure something out. Um, so research ingredients and, you know, what was good for exfoliation and brightening and, you know, anti-aging and all of these things and, and started looking at ingredients that seemed very interesting and things that, you know, I would maybe want to see in a product or really kind of give, gave me a little, gave me a little bit of excitement, um, when I read about them. So we sort of put a list together of all of these ingredients that we thought were pretty amazing and, and some things that we saw in some other common skincare. And then we thought, now what do we do? You know, we don't know how to make any of this stuff. Like this is not, you know, this is not what we do. Um, and the ingredient, the ingredients weren't, you know, honey, avocado, banana. It wasn't like you could just like mix it, you know, in your, in your house exactly. and in a kitchen bowl. <laughs> so, um, you know, LA is full of, of wonderful laboratories and, you know, chemists and started looking up just local places that we can call and speak to. And, and I called a bunch and, you know, didn't know what I was talking about, didn't even know what I was asking for, probably sounded completely like, you know, cuckoo. Um, and nobody would talk to us because they're like, you know, you want to make something, it's going to cost you, you know, $20,000 to start a formulation and you're going to have to produce, you know, I don't know, 5,000, you know, units and, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, I just want to make one product for a friend, you know? <laughs> um, but after just calling several places, I found this really great lab down near San Diego and spoke to the, we spoke to the owner on the phone and she was this lovely woman. And we had this great rapport over the phone and she told us her whole story of massage. She was a massage therapist. She started creating her own oils and aromatherapy and all of these things and then opened her small boutique lab. And she said, look, I don't know if I can help you, um, but come down and we'll see if, you know, there's something we could do together. So called in sick from work, <laughs> drove down, um, sat with her, sat with her chemist, said our idea. Um, and to make a long story short, we sort of convinced her, you know, she told us it was going to cost a few thousand dollars to make the initial formula. And we sort of convinced her, we said, look, you're already paying all of these people here. You have all of these materials on your shelves, which you've already paid for. Maybe there's some way that you could just kind of work with us. We don't have a lot of money. You know, we're not trying to have a business. We just want to do something for a friend. And she basically agreed to make us our first formulation. Um, we ended up yeah, we ended up making it for the cost of the raw materials, which ended up being about $80. It was crazy. I mean, one of the things that really set the product apart was we had this idea and we saw that in most skincare products, green tea extract was a common ingredient. And we knew how beneficial green tea was, you know, to drink it, you know, just for your body and all of these things. And we thought, well, this was something important that we wanted in the product, but we didn't understand what an extract was. And so the chemist really educated us on what it meant, the distillation process of how extracts are made. But he did say that over time, extracts, some extracts can lose their potency, just depends. Um, so you have to be mindful of how you formulate and all of these things. And we thought, well, we didn't really like that idea. And we thought, why can't you just use the real green tea leaf? And we didn't really understand why, but we just thought this would be interesting because it's sort of you know, this is like the natural ingredient. And they said, no, you absolutely can't do it. Um, mold, bacteria, there's all these things that, you know, could possibly happen. We've never done that before. So we really challenged them to figure out a way to make it happen because we liked the sound of this idea not knowing why. Mm -hmm. So after we left a couple of weeks, you know, or several weeks later, actually, um, they called us and they had formulated the very first product for us to try. And they said, we're going to send it to you. And they said, look, we've been testing it. We're not sure what's happening, but it's very active. And we can't figure out why, but we're continuing on with the testing. But we're sending it to you to try. 
So they sent it to us. Uh, my co-founder tried it for the first time because, again, I wasn't into beauty, and so I was more fearful of trying anything. And he tried it for the first time, didn't really say much to me, said, you know, go ahead. I want you to try it now. And I was like, well, was it good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was fine. Um, but that's kind of all he said. So I finally went and tried it. And I remember I put it on the first time and it was tingling and my skin was like, there was things happening and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? But one of the things that was interesting is there was these big pieces of green tea leaf on my face. And I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm like, this looks so weird. I don't think I like it. I started peeling the leaves off. Uh, and he kind of came in the bathroom and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I, this is so weird to me. I don't like it. He's like, but don't you feel like something is missing? And I was like, no, 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 no. And so then he leaves the bathroom and I'm you know, watching as it's starting to slowly dry. But then I felt like, you know what? He's right. It was a little bit more boring. It wasn't as exciting. Like it didn't give me that first like feeling. So I started putting all the leaves back on my skin. And I remember after removing it, the bathroom was kind of dark. There wasn't a lot of natural light, but I could see there was something different. And after like just kind of looking a little bit closer, I was like, huh, I need to go in the light. So I went in the, our family room. There was tons of natural light. There was a huge mirror. And I looked and my skin was completely transformed. It was smoother, brighter, softer. Like I had this amazing glow to it. Um, and I was like, wow, this stuff is incredible. And he's like, I know. I just didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to sway you. Um, so we sort of like knew right there that there was this incredible product. But again, never intending to have a business. We really didn't think at any point during this that we were going to like launch a product. And then we just sort of had this little jar that the lab had given us. And we, we filled it in these like kind of little like sample pots and gave it to this actor friend of ours and a few other friends in the entertainment industry. And they all came back and said, oh my gosh, this stuff is amazing. And they just wanted more. And for about a year and a half, it became this like behind the scenes Hollywood product, no name, no packaging. Um, and, you know, it just sort of took off. And, and then we got a phone call from the vice president of Neiman Marcus about a year and a half later. And she said, I got this product from a friend. I understand it's yours. Do you plan on launching for retail? We're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and she said, I just think it's incredible. And it, it doesn't compete with these amazing brands that we sell here at Neiman Marcus. Um, so if, if you'd like to consider it, we'd love to have you. And we quickly came up with, designed all the name, the packaging, everything ourselves and, and launched for retail in July of 2011. That is amazing. But I mean, just to, just to pause on that, because, you know, you say, yeah, and then we quickly just, you know, found the name, did everything. That's not quick. I mean, that's, I mean, probably quick in terms of actual timing, but that's a lot of um, effort and a lot of work that does get behind the scenes. And just on it the is. name part, how did you come up? Well, I can imagine the Glam Glow, but like, how, what was that name process behind? Like, was it just a quick decision one evening or what was it like? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, it was, we were kind of sitting, you know, watching, you know, just TV and kind of brainstorming. And my co-founder was, you know, very creative and started kind of sketching and drawing different ideas. And he said, look, I have, I have the most brilliant name for this product. And he is from England, uh, as you are. And, um, you know, this sort of was born as a Hollywood product, really with, you know, people in the entertainment industry behind the scenes and all of that. And he was trying to get me to understand that for, for him, at least, and, and the friends that he had coming to Hollywood was this sort of magical place and this, you know, place that like you, you, you want to like live, breathe, you know, and eventually die in. And, exactly. um, yeah. And I was like, Hollywood? Because <laughs> I'm from here, you know, so I have a whole different perspective. So he said, look, I have this great idea. So he draws like this jar on a, on a paper and there's like a red carpet and there's like ropes around it and this spotlight. And he's like, red carpet glow. And I'm like, yeah, not interested. Like it was just not, <laughs> like I just, like, it was like a little cheesy for me. I was like, yeah. I really like, it's not, you know, so I'm like, let's create like a name, something that doesn't really mean something, but it actually means something. So we started just putting words down on paper of what the product made us feel from the sensorial experience of it tingling on your face, the smell, the after, you know, the glow, you know, all of these things. And so we just had amazing, wonderful, glamorous glow, you know, all of these words on paper. And we started trying to combine words together. Um, and finally, when glamorous and glowing came together, it was glow glam was the original one. And I was like, it's just not 
kind of rolling off my tongue. It just wasn't quite there. And so we flipped it because we're like, your skin is glowing and you, it's this glamorous, luxurious experience. So then it was glam glow. And it just was that aha moment. Um, and we both agreed on it. We high-fived. We're like, that is the name. And coming from my legal background, um, and I was still working in the <laughs> legal legal field, I quickly logged on to our you know trademark website yeah. and under my firm's account, which I probably shouldn't have done, and started like looking up the name and found that it was available. And we quickly registered it. And um, you know whether something was going to happen with with this name or not, we at least you know got it. Um, and that was sort of how the name was was born. You know, we just we just knew it. Oh, I love I, that's why I love asking that question because it's just so <laughs> interesting to see. Because you know, we as a fan of the brand, I, I see the name and it's like this makes sense. But you just you want to know, like sometimes there is marketing teams and agencies of you know mm-hmm. six figures to come up with brand concepts and names, and sometimes yeah. it's just conversations at dinner, it you was, know, at home, yeah, and it's it just was, incredible to hear. Yeah, and we we use no branding firms. We created all the packaging ourselves all of the names, the names of the product. I mean, everything we did ourselves. Um, we had, you know, just between the two of us, we really didn't have any outside help, which was, which was great. I think sometimes that's the best as well, especially if, if you really, again, you know, this isn't a business you've kind of cultivated on, a, on, a, on an Excel or to make money on a business table. This is like actually like something that came from a reason and, and you're living it as well from experiencing the products yourself as consumers of yeah. what you've created. So I think right. you're feeling it like very organically, which I think is super important to sometimes let the product dictate the direction as well, not just the some, some people first create the brand name and then the products after. And I love how yours was like sort of the inverse. And it's, it's actually where you, I think a lot of brands should start thinking about as another opportunity, right? It doesn't have to be the, the other way around. So I, I love that. Um, and I know um, the, the the product you were referring to, am I correct in saying it's a youth mud? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, so that became... name, uh, how did that name come around? <laughs> well, mud is because the mud is the base of the formulation. Um, and youth, it was, it really became our anti-aging product. It really was for, you know, smoothing, softening, fine lines, you know, all of the things that, and especially with the antioxidants from the green tea leaf. Um, and, and one of the things I didn't say was we, we found out eventually what was happening with those green tea leaves. It was actually steeping in the mud, which is why it was so active, like a cup of tea. So as a cup of tea is steeping, you see it getting darker and darker over time because it's getting more potent. The same thing was happening in the jar. So we quickly, once we figured this out, we filed a patent for the you know technology of the steeping, the leaf and the mud. And we were granted it a few years after filing, which was amazing. Um, but, you know, and again, this was something that we didn't come from the industry and we challenged this chemist to figure out a way to use the real leaf, not knowing why. And then we stumbled across an actual thing <laughs> because it's it's so innovative it's so new and fresh in the market especially at the time even today uh, honestly it's just it, you don't see brands like it um the growth of the business was uh, at the early stages i'm sure just phenomenal and also for you guys as new like newcomers into the beauty and entrepreneurship space i'm sure you were just um you know kind of any opportunity that came you're like there's no plan let's just do it and see where it goes and mm-hmm. i know you started with neiman and then a year later in sephora which is incredible um, and how did that come around? Yeah, so we started in Neiman's. We were in there for about a year. Um, we had actually tried to get into Sephora. We had a contact that kind of put us in contact with a head at Sephora. We kind of sent an email and they were like, mm, sorry, not interested. We're focusing on makeup. You know, we're like, you know, burst our bubble. We're like, okay. But it's funny, they ended up, <laughs> Neiman's, we were doing so well and we were winning all kinds of beauty awards and Elle magazine and all kinds of things and the Neiman Marcus Beauty Award. So the radar then became on the brand. And uh, one of the head buyers at Sephora was watching us and reached back out. Um, and there was another head, her name's Priya. Um, I love Priya. She, yes. I love her. She's the best. <laughs> know, she's, a, she's amazing. I mean, she literally is the reason why we ended up in Sephora. So super grateful for everybody. And pretty much same with us. So 
Oh, thank oh. you, Priya. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you, Priya. Um, but yeah, so they reached back out and they said, you know, we want to talk to you. So we went in and we met with them and we had just this one product, Youth Mud, but we were also in development for a second product because at the time we were doing a lot of behind the scenes things and various shows like American Idol and a few other things. And one of the things that we started getting asked for was a product that really worked for problematic skin, um, especially on American Idol. A lot of the contestants were young kids you know, doing these shows, long days, tons of makeup, and their skin was really breaking out. And they were looking for something that like really would treat it instantly. So we started working on on developing a second formula specifically for that reason. So when we went in to meet with Sephora, uh, we showed them obviously the youth mud, we had our whole presentation, but we said, oh, we're going to give you a little sneak peek of a second product that we might be, you know, putting into production. And we showed them and we spoke about super mud and, and it had six different acids and it had clay and it had eucalyptus leaf and all of these amazing benefits for problematic skin. And it really worked instantly, but over time, and they were over the moon excited about this formula. And that really was one of the reasons that, that we ended up launching with Sephora. So they launched us um, in July or August of 2012. Uh, we launched in about 80 or 90 end caps with just one product for youth mud. Um, just us alone, one image. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and the caveat was that we would launch super mud in January as, as they're hot now. Um, and so once that happened, you know, we, we were planning and gearing up and we launched in January of 2013 in all Sephora stores as part of their hot now for super mud, we broke insane records with super mud. I mean, from the, the day one of the hot now, um, they actually extended us on hot now two extra weeks, which they had never done before because the sales were just phenomenal. And that really is what kind of, you know, put us like over the, over the top and on the map really. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you just have also similar stories with every product you're launching because, I mean, I've tried, I was fortunate enough in Estee when I worked there to try a lot of these products um, and, and, and test them. Um, and genuinely, every single one, I'm like, that's my favorite. No, this one's my favorite. And I'm sure for you as a founder, you're probably like, you have all these babies you've created or have great. And then you're like, wait, this is just as good as the other one. But they all have different benefits and effects too. And yeah. as a human, you know, we all go through different things, whether we're going to red carpets, if we can, or we're working 24 yeah. hour days. So it's amazing what you've done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, then from amazing retail to eventually, um, um, get, you know, with the uh, kind of working with Estee Lauder companies, uh, would love to know a little bit of whatever you can share of how that kind of journey came around. Yeah, you know, we, we launched Glam Glow, uh, as I said, in uh, July of 2011 with Neiman Marcus. And so that was our first entry into retail. And literally from that point, to three years, only three years, which is such a short time period. I don't, if I think back now, I have no idea how we did it, but we did it. We, uh, when we ended up selling to Estee Lauder, we were in almost 80 countries, over 6,000 stores with five products, five masks. That was it. Um, and a tiny team. I mean, it was literally my co-founder and I, and maybe I, I, I don't know, we probably had 10 other employees or maybe 10 total, including us, so, you know, but to your point, you know, there were all these opportunities that were coming our way and we sort of just said yes to everything. And we worked with amazing distributors around the world and Sephora around the world and all of this stuff. Um, but we got to a point where, you know, we were not, my co-founder was more of an entrepreneur, like kind of growing up, but not to this extent. And again, I wasn't. So going from one, not knowing anything about the beauty industry and having to learn everything from the ground up, testing, you know, formulation, um, packaging, you know, just the rules and requirements globally, um, and all of these things to then scaling a business to like this many stores, these many countries having to travel and do all this stuff. And we were like going like this. I mean, it, we were on fire. Um, and we got to a point where we were like, this is incredible. And self-funding, we had no loans, no debt, no investors. Amazing. And you're, and you're going like this. But at some point you realize one wrong mistake, you know, one wrong partnership, wrong, one wrong distributor, one wrong formulation issue. It can all go like this. So we thought, you know what, we're at a point where we need help. You know, we can't continue to grow this business. Like we, we don't know what, we know what we're doing. We, we figured it out, but we also know what we don't know. And we're ready for help. 
And we had been contacted constantly over those three years from private equity firms, from big strategic companies, you know, to buy the company, to buy the name, to buy, you know, all of these things. And we didn't know what we wanted, but we, we actually started working with an investment bank, banking firm. Um, and we put together like a whole book and we, you know, we didn't know, do we want to partner in a minority stake? Do we want a majority stake? Do we want to sell all the company? We had no idea. So we put our investment book together. We went out to the market. We had about 53 um, uh, strategic from strategics to private equity to, you know, venture capital and, and everything that wanted to meet with us. We did this kind of whole roadshow around the U.S. meeting with everyone. Um, and again, we just, we didn't know. We, we felt like we would know it when we had that meeting, what was right for us. Um, and it ended up coming down to two big strategics and Estee Lauder was, was one of them. And we just kind of had, kept having meetings and we really liked the whole family environment of Estee Lauder and the, the welcoming feeling that when we would go to the corporate office in New York and, you know, everybody was just, you know, just lovely. And we just felt like it was right for us. So we made the decision. Um, and in January of 2015, we sold to, to Estee Lauder. Um, we sold hundred percent of the company, but we still stayed involved, uh, for five years. Um, you know, as like the founders and kind of creative directors of, of the brand, I'm still, my co-founder is no longer involved. I'm still involved kind of, you know, part-time as a founder and kind of face of the brand and give input on, you know, still product and, and, visual and all that stuff um, because it's still my baby. It'll always be my it's baby. Your, so it's so it will hard to just like walk away. <laughs> Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. and companies, no matter how big or small, they'll be daft not go to the mother of the baby. You know, it's it's always, you know best. And I would say it is yeah. that. And yeah, it is. And so yeah. grateful, oh. you know, so grateful. And never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that it would have taken me to to where I am today. But just, just great, super grateful. Oh, um, what an incredible um, kind of journey. I love how it is really, there is always that kind of mindset of we're on this journey. We all have so many options and opportunities, whether we cultivate them or they come to us. Um, but you just have to sometimes go with your gut, whatever you feel is right. And you'll never know, right? You'll never know five years later, did you make the best decision in what ways, right? Is it an ROI best way? Is it in kind of building or network? But as long as you today feel it was, you know, for you, the right move, that's the most important. And and, you know, we, we, we're, we're always making different decisions. So I think what you've done is what most founders need to go through, or will go through at one point is when do you say, I can do this, but I do need help. Or I do need some kind of, I would say some shifting because mm-hmm. we do, it's, it's very hard to do it on your own. And it's very hard to know what's yeah. right for the brand. And especially when you put the brand first, right? You put the ego out the door and you say, look, okay, there's a cash or there's Shannon, but what does Glam Glow need? What does Fable and Main need? And mm-hmm. that's very yeah, important. No. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I think, one of the things I've learned along the way is that really surround yourself with people that can inspire you, that can help you, that can motivate you, that can give you advice that know more than you, you know, and, um, you know, that you can really collaborate with because we don't know everything and you do need help. And I, and I think, you know, maybe if I would have taken a little bit of a step back as the growth of Glamgla was happening, yes, it was amazing. There was hard work. There were challenges. I mean, not everything was, was rosy, you know, there were issues yep. and, um, but we, we navigated through them and learned along the way. Um, but if there was a little bit of extra help, maybe from, you know, some other people, you know, maybe we would have been in a different position, but, but we, we did tremendously, tremendously well. Um, but you know, I think it's important just to surround yourself with, with just, you know, people that know more than you, um, to really help and guide you. Exactly. And, And also don't, you know, don't underestimate or, or give value to what you've done on your own in the first three years. I mean, just a little anecdote, but I call, when I was doing, I do my research, of course, before every podcast. And when mm-hmm. I read like about what the company's done in, in revenue and business with such a small team in three years, I spoke to my dad just before this uh, recording. And I was like, dad, I'm about to speak to Shannon. Like, this is incredible what she's done. Like, no, what she's done in three years, maybe I should go more ambitious. We can do it. Let's like, you know, <laughs> I, I just think like, it's it's so inspiring what you've done um and especially with a small team because that's what I will be doing that's what I can only afford to be doing but it's really about your your mentality your mindset and and I love that so yeah and I won't say we were we were lucky but I think we were at a different point back then where you know there weren't really any um, small niche indie brands we were really one of the only not the only but really one of the 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 ones out there so that there wasn't a ton of like competition for us. I think now it's a totally different landscape. It's hard, you know, it's challenging, but it is completely doable. It's just as exciting. There, there are so many opportunities. And to, to your point of your intro, we all are here to work together and to support one another. And we're not here as competition. So I think right now is even a bigger time to really hold hands and wrap around each other and partner together. I, I couldn't agree more. And and I think we we need to, especially post-pandemic, right? It's been so interesting how our mindsets have shifted and that kind of acceleration of, it's super lonely to be an entrepreneur. We don't know it all. We need to have support. And some of the best people we can have are other founders or other entrepreneurs doing similar thing. But yeah, three, four years ago or five years ago, there was that mentality of like, wait, I'm the only X brand. I don't, that one's a competitor, you know, but I think also we're seeing the landscape shift. I think consumers are being more open to trying, you know, the same type of product, but across two or three brands. Retailers are now open to say, look, we don't need to just have one Ayurvedic brand. Like there can be two, mm-hmm. there can be space for three, you know. So I think mm-hmm. that's also good as the market is hopefully adapting for also collaboration. Um, but it all starts first with the individual. So I love even you saying that at the beginning and noticing it shows that you are one of those. And I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, but I would love to know a little bit now about kind of, you know, Glam Glow aside, um, kind of what is the future of Shannon? Kind of are you working on new projects? Because, you know, once you had a taste of building a brand, it's, it's hard to not create something else now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so it's so funny. So when you when you sell a company um, or whenever you have kind of this, you know, a, a big thing in your life, the first question that people had always asked or continued to ask me was, what are you going to do next? You know, what's next? And, you know, I, I didn't know, and I didn't really have to do anything. And I thought, you know what, I have, now I have an older daughter who's now almost 13. So at the time of the sale, she was, you know, younger. And during her kind of younger years, we were working so much and traveling so much. I thought, you know, now is a really good time for me just to enjoy being her mom and experience the things that I didn't experience. And I would always just say, say, you know, I don't know. And when I know, I'll know, you know, it'll, it'll be that moment that it'll just speak to me. I knew it wasn't going to be in beauty. Um, one, just because I feel like I made a mark in an industry. Um, I did something incredible. I did something that was very rewarding. And there are so many other opportunities out there that, you know, it'll probably be in another industry. What that industry is, I had no idea. Um, but I was, I started, I got divorced. I started dating again met an amazing man, um, incredible relationship. Um, we decided to have a child. We um, got pregnant. We had a beautiful daughter named Sienna. Uh, we recently just got married. Um, and we, you know, you're back after it was 11 years being back in this baby world. And 
it, it's such a joyful world that you kind of forget like all of the amazing things that like, you know, baby brings you and just the little clothes and the little toys and, you know, all of the sweet things. And it's just, it, it brought this joy to me that I, I didn't remember from, from so long ago. Um, but we found like different things that we liked from her clothing wise. And I started becoming very frustrated because you know, they would launch different brands would launch prints and they would sell out and I couldn't get her size. And I'm like, this is crazy. Um, and I noticed a lot of the things were made overseas. And one day I was driving in the car and I thought I could do this. I could actually make baby clothes. Like, I think this is what I want to do. And had this idea and then had an idea of how I could make it unique and different. And one was to partner with various artists to create art and then put it onto clothing and give artists a new canvas on which to showcase their art. So drove home, spoke to my husband, Luciano. It's like, what do you think about this? And he's like, I love it. This is like amazing. Let's talk about it. So we talked about it and I said, you know, it was really important. We're both from the Los Angeles area. We really wanted to make sure that we manufactured everything here in Los Angeles. Like if we're going to do this, it's going to, everything is going to be made in, in the USA, hopefully mostly in LA. Um, and so we just kind of had this, this epiphany and, um, the first partner I wanted to, the first person I wanted to partner with was a dear friend of mine, Donald Robertson, who's an incredible artist on Instagram. He's known as Robertson. Um, he was my uh, creative director at Glam Glow after the sale of Estee Lauder for almost six years. We just like get each other and his art is playful. It's joyful. It, it was just like the first person I, I, so I called him and I said, I have this crazy idea. What do you think? He said, whatever art you want, I'll give it to you. Like this is yes. Like you're in the baby world, do it. So we had this idea and we kind of started like thinking about what would be in the collection. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. Um, and, I knew nothing about apparel. It's a completely different world. So again, it's kind of starting from the beginning, really, of knowing nothing. And then everything shut down. So it's like, how am I going to contact factories? How are we going to contact, you know, fabric manufacturers? You know, everybody's like at home and nobody's working. Um, so and then obviously the pandemic kept, kept extending. And we, we said to each other, if we're still really passionate about it, once everything, hopefully everything opens up again and the world goes back to somewhat normalcy, we're going to do this. And we kept thinking about it and talking about it over the several months that we were like stuck at home. Um, and once things opened up, we kind of went full steam and started making calls and, and trying to source local fabric manufacturers and manu manufacturing facilities and really kind of just learning apparel from the ground up, especially for children. It's a little bit more challenging maybe than making something for, for an adult because of, you know, safety requirements and things. Um, but it was this... I just knew like this was my next calling. Like this is something I want to do. And what brings me so much joy with it is that we, you know, when we first got our first bolt of fabric that had been printed and we got it delivered to our house and we unrolled it and Sienna is, um, she's now 22 months. When we open it, when she sees the, the prints, the animals, she gets so excited, the expression on her face, just this pure innocent joy. It's like, Yes, this is what I was meant to do next. Yeah. And so now the brand just launched. <laughs> Tell us what it's called. Tell us more. We can't leave us there. Sorry, sorry. Yes, it's called Grayson Sky. So the brand was actually named after both of our daughters. So my older daughter, her name is London Sky. And the baby is Sienna Grayson. So we took their two middle names and made Grayson Sky. And there are inspirations for everything we do. It's truly a family business. My older daughter, London, has input on designs. The baby obviously tells us, you know, what prints she gets most excited about. Um, you know, my husband and I, you know, just are very collaborative and how we work together and, and are really figuring it out. We just purchased our own warehouse so that we can start shipping and, and being in control of, you know, shipping our own items, which I never did that with Glam Glow, but I felt like it was really important here. We have amazing partnerships in, in Los Angeles. We can easily walk into the factory to see, you know, what's being made and who's making it. And we actually, you know, have control over all of that. And we can walk into the fabric manufacturer and actually see them literally knitting the fabric. Um, and for us, you know, sustainability was very important. We 
you know, made in LA, of course, was very important, but sustainability using bamboo fabric that, you know, is sustainable. It's a natural resource that replenishes itself. It's antimicrobial. It's, you know, thermal regulating. Um, it's super soft. Um, we don't use any harsh chemicals. Um, we have a charity angle. So we, immediately we wanted to partner with with a charity. So we found this incredible charity called Newborns in Need. They have 30 chapters across the U.S. It's very much under the radar, but they help, you know, newborns that are either impoverished or in the NICU or, you know, that just need help. And they provide them with all the necessities that they need in the beginning stages of their life. Um, so for us, we'll be donating a portion of all of our profits to them and really giving them a, a platform in which to, um, you know, and that's why it was important for us to find somebody that was a little more under the radar so that we could really make a bigger impact for them. And they do amazing things. So that was important to us. And um, just showing our girls that, you know, not only working hard that you can create something amazing, but also how important giving back is, um, yeah. is, is one of the really important things for us. But yeah, Grace and Sky is my new baby well, version mate. too. <laughs> Grace and Skype. So is it um, predominantly initially a D2C kind of focus where people will go on yeah. your website and be able to purchase? Right. Yeah. We all know, you know, retail is challenging at the moment. And so we're focusing right now on direct to, direct to consumer. We've had some big retailers contact us and, you know, we're in talks with maybe launching, but really focusing on that direct to consumer. Yeah. And then the landscape, as you, as you know, post pandemic, or even now might be a new norm. It's, it's really about connecting to your audience. And now we can create amazing D2C sites with just as good, you know, customer service, delivery times, everything. That's the, the beauty of today. And I think it is sort of I'm not saying the future, but I think if you can get the first relationship with your consumer, your, your audience, it's super important. So um, I'm so very excited about that. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's very, very exciting. It's very, very exciting. And it's scary at the same time. It's, it is sorry, scary. It's, yeah, it's scary because no matter what, you know, you could be successful in one business. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed success in another and you have to work just as hard, if not harder, I think, to really make a mark in, in, in another industry, um, you know, so it's it's challenging. And and I'm like, you know, like, no, it's, it's, it's always I think that's what people I mean, it's it's definitely more pressure as well, because you have that kind of, um, you know, you know, a little bit more about the kind of realities, especially as you, you, know, you saw, especially post uh, when you went to Estee Lauder, you saw a lot of lot more of some of the challenges that could come. You know that doesn't happen mm. straight away when you launch a brand, or you don't see it straight away. And now the whole landscape shifted, especially pandemic and everything, production, supply side, late deliveries. It's it's a lot more trickier to launch something mm-hmm. um, post pandemic for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. or during pandemic even more. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but I think at the same time, what you've done, which I think is so smart and also important, is you've built again a brand from a reason, an authentic why, and as you yourself as a consumer of it, right? You found a, you found the frustration in something that you wanted to have, and you decided to build it. And I love entrepreneurs who build something for them first, because they're, you know, if you can't please yourself, then why would you want to put something out there for other people? Right. So you really exactly. do probably, and I, you could tell that the things you were saying, I was like, Oh my God, you don't, that's cost of good increasing. That's more work for you, more <laughs> effort for you, yeah. but you're still putting that first because you're like without it. Okay. Well, why even launch something? Right. Right. Yeah. And our, you know, and to be honest to your point in that, it's like, you know, it was a super important for us to make everything here in LA and you yes. know, your costs are higher. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're not making a huge margin on, on our, on our goods. Um, but it was important for us to, to make everything here. And, you know, for the consumers that are, you know, want to still continue to shop at the other brands and, and that's fine. You know, we'll have our own customer base. And if someone to transfer over, that's great too. Um, mm-hmm. But really the made in LA story was important for us. And, you know, so our costs are, our prices are a little bit higher, not absorbently higher, um, but they are a little bit higher, but we're supporting, you know, where we're from the U S economy, we're giving, you know, helping give jobs to people that, that need them. And that's, you know, really important for us. And that's a little bit more important than, than the bottom profit line. And it's super. And I, and I also think, um, I really hope as people, I'll put all the links and stuff to the website in the summary, but anyone listening, I really do hope you support. And if you hear people about it and educate them on the fact that, especially, you, you know, Shannon has, you've done the exit, you know, the difference with the M&A and the, the, the profit margins and how you need to have a good EBITDA and all that stuff. And you've yet <laughs> yeah. still put, you're like, you know what, I'm still putting the customer and the end result first. You could have gone to overseas market. You could have 
scrapped a few things just to get your your margins a bit better to eventually if you ever want to exit or whatever get investment you know but you haven't done that and I love and I commend always people who put that first because I think it shows that you are truly a a, a conscious uh kind of brand builder too you know really thinking yeah. sustainability and all the 360 around that and I think I love that so I I, I do so think much. that's a very important point to make because you've done it and you're still you're still doing it even though the struggle <laughs> yeah. is there yeah thank you so much that means a lot thank you yeah it's amazing and but you know before we kind of wrap it up with some fire on I just want to know a little bit about your kind of daily routines of success and what keeps you motivated every day like what do you do every day what's your morning routine for example (laughs) um well my morning routine now that we have the baby so we're like up you know (laughs) she wakes up around 7 7 30 so not super super early which is great but I usually get myself up uh, you know, around six, I like to have my morning time, my quiet time. I have my cup of coffee kind of alone on the sofa, just when the house is really quiet. Um, and then we sort of start our day, but I, I work out pretty much every day. I think that is something I started really getting into fitness and weightlifting and all of these things, um, over the last several years. And it really has been a source of, of just motivation and inspiration for me. Um, so it's an important part of my day. Um, usually I do it like first thing in the morning. Um, then of course it's getting, you know, either my, if my older daughter is here with me, it's getting her up, getting her ready for school, um, getting the baby up, you know, and really kind of taking a couple hours in the morning to just have like that family time. And then it's like, you know, (laughs) balancing between still doing things for Glam Glow, running this new business, you know, manufacturing, um, you know, juggling meetings. And, you know, it's a whole new landscape with, you know, marketing and advertising you have to do and things that I wasn't used to with, with Glam Glow. So it's like, you know, just learning all these new things. Um, But it's, can be kind of a, you know, a a hectic day, but we've sort of divided our, our duties. Um, you know, we do a lot of, my husband and I do a lot of things that, that overlap with one another. So we're involved, you know, a lot together. And then we have like separate duties as well, whereas he's, you know, oops, oh, there you go. (laughs) Um, you know, he's working on setting up the the warehouse and getting all that up and running and, and all the racking and things that have to go in. And, you know, I'm handling all this kind of creative side and, and advertising and marketing. Um, but the day can be crazy. But for me, it's, I think exercise, healthy eating is super important and it it keeps me just motivated and and feeling good. I think it's, it's something important and you have to make time for it. Yeah. I mean, you have to make time. You have to, and there's no, there really is no excuse. And I mean, if you can't make time for yourself, then you need to really assess what you're doing in the day, because that's the, you know, you, that you have to first, give yourself I love you put in in the morning you give yourself at 6 a.m some time for you because it's so important to start that day as well with whether you go to the gym or just have some hour you time it's super important one thing I did learn from my time with glam glow and growing it with a young child and all of that is really you know having a better work-life balance I think I didn't have that with glam glow just because it was obviously a first time thing and and it's you know you're in this new new world and it's it's scary and it's exhilarating Um, So there was really no work-life balance, but trying to find that now and, you know, not being up on emails all night, you know, not being sitting in in our office, um, you know, after the baby goes to bed, it's really like, you know, time with my husband or, you know, my older daughter spending quality time with her, you know, really just packing everything we can in um, during the day, during normal working hours and really being able to turn off and shut, shut down um, is, you know, I think something really important. And and again, I didn't, didn't do that, um, you know, previously and, and, you know, learned, learned my lessons, you know, missed a lot of things and, um, that I wish I was a part of with, with my younger daughter at that time. And luckily now I can experience with, with the baby, but yeah, it's, it's hard to find the work-life balance, but (laughs) it's hard. And it's hard because some people could say, but you know, if you didn't do that, would Glam Glow be where it is today? It's hard. Right. But I think it's important to at least be on that journey and, and evolve as you evolve, you know, and actually when I say evolve, but as you evolve, it's really about actioning, you know, not just thinking you'll do it, be consistent with it and give that time, you know, turn off your phone. It, it, it's easier said than done sometimes. But yeah. it's important. <laughs> I like um, to say it a lot, but whether I actually execute a lot. I was about to say, I was about to say, I mean, like you're building a new brand. It seems like there's going to be a lot more work coming your way. 
<laughs> right. right, right, exactly, exactly. But I think it's it's trying, you know, definitely Try. trying. <laughs> being aware, I think being aware is the most important. I always say like, I know I'm eating this chocolate. I'm aware that I'm going to try to go gym tomorrow then. I'm going to feel a bit guilty. It's so exactly. important. <laughs> but, um, exactly. Before I go to some fire round questions, I have a question I ask everyone. It's about, um, you know, TSA is opening up. They're traveling. It's back to a little bit normal. But they're saying, um, you know, Shannon, you can only take one Glam Glow product. What, what's that one staple of yours that you won't be without? Ah, you know, I, yeah, like, like yourself, it's the same thing. It's like you have multiple kids, you know, which is your yep. favorite child? And now which that I'm a favorite? mom of two, it's even more of a crazy question <laughs> it's, because it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, tr- I would think I would maybe say Thirsty Med, which is our hydrating treatment because it is incredible hydration, especially if I'm going to start traveling again, your skin really starts to suffer with the the air in the airplanes and just traveling different climates and various things. And this just like floods your skin with this incredible hydration and it just smells like you're on a vacation. So I, I would pick, this time I'll pick Thirsty Med. I normally pick my first baby Youth Med, but I'm going to go for yeah. my third child. Youth, thirsty mm-hmm. Med was my third child, so. <laughs> I love it. I love how you also, like, you probably like can actually like do like a family portrait on the staircase, <laughs> all the different little yeah, <laughs> photos. Exactly. That'd be so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. So now some fire round questions. This is kind of like first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is, uh, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Glow Recipe. Love them. I mean, and yes, just Sarah them. and Christine. The, uh, the they're, amazing. they're amazing. Yes, they're amazing. They're, they're dear friends. And I just think that what they've done is incredible and their formulations yes. are beautiful and, you know, all of that. So I agree. I, I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Mexican food. Mm, I know. Oh, I love it. Especially in, oh, in LA, there's so many incredible uh, Mexican restaurants and Gracias Madre and all this food. Oh, I love it. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes their, their sweet potato taquito is the best <laughs> the best literally oh and when it's, i come yes. maybe we should go i'm gonna yeah. go, we should get some the really best. good mexican food um what are you currently watching or reading so not reading i'm a terrible reader which is a problem i'm the same don't tell anyone but i'm the same <laughs> okay i always because i see all these founders and they read all these amazing books and i'm like i, know. I, don't, I don't like and I, I, I always say it. oh yeah i'll put that on my list and i'm like well, when am i going to get time to read <laughs> I need to <laughs> right, there is time to read that. but but i don't there make is the time, time but that's there's that's that's the the problem and honestly i'm I haven't really been watching anything lately just because the evenings have been kind of crazy with my older daughter. She has an incredible, insane dance schedule. So mm. I'm really a dance mom once the baby goes to, to bed and I'm like oh. juggling back and forth driving. So, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV either. I think no no, no answer is probably a good answer today. So I would say that's something <laughs> to be honored about, not to feel guilty about. So I think you should be proud of that answer. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say like, you know, Real Housewives or something like that. Kardashians, I don't know. Kardashians. No, but I love it. Yeah, live in the moment, be with the present and be around people you love. And that's the most important, you know, not what's on Netflix all the time. Very good. Um, And actually a lot of like kids, you know, movies really, because the baby has some downtime before bed. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't get to watch TV like throughout the day, but at bedtime, 30 minutes before bedtime, we put on a movie. So I'm watching a lot of Disney or whatever. Disney movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it um what's your favorite social media platform right now uh well tiktok even though i don't really do anything i just think it's such an interesting and fun platform um and you know i get schooled constantly from my older daughter about you know what's trending and what's you know she has us trying to do different tiktok dances and various things Amazing. so and last question is if you want a beauty or just generally an entrepreneur because now you're going into other industries what would you be doing right now i would still be in that law office in my cubicle and i'm sure you're <laughs> the owner or the boss would be as he's was saying you'd be very happy because he wants you he wants you back <laughs> he'd be happy so he's listening yeah. and he's being like oh, okay yeah. i'm listening <laughs> yeah exactly every time he kind of jokes around i said well i'm more, i'm much more expensive now but i'm willing to negotiate exactly <laughs> Exactly. You know, if you can afford it, sure. Let's let's do it. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Exactly. 
So, I mean, where can everyone find you, Shannon, on social and um, the brand, and especially the new brand right now, Grace and Sky? Where can everyone find you guys? Yeah, so I'm at Glam Shan with two N's, G-L-A-M-S-H-A-N-N. That's my personal um, Instagram where you can see all of my, you know, kids, my husband. Um, and then Grace and Sky is G-R-A-C-Y-N-S-K-Y. So we spelled it a little bit differently and, you know, follow us on Instagram. We just sort of launched, so we're kind of getting it going. Um, but the feedback has been really phenomenal. So. Well, I'll put all the hyperlinks of everything so people can just go straight away and click, which is great. And um, I do recommend follow Shannon uh, you, and check out her new brand, her new baby, Grace and Sky. Um, and uh, just remember, really appreciate that. It's, it is not easy to be a conscious and sustainable entrepreneur. And that is what Shannon is. And I just um, so much respect. So thank you so much for everything you're doing and wow. for inspiring me. <laughs> no, My dad you. will say, yeah, Shannon, thank you. Because I literally <laughs> gave him a whole call about that. I just, I cannot wait for this Shannon's podcast. She's inspired me, what I read. Oh, thank you so (laughs) much. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. This was amazing. You're so sweet. Congratulations to you too for all of your success. I wish you nothing but, you know, an incredible journey. Thank you so much. And I'll see you hopefully very soon in LA. Yeah, let's let's do lunch. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.